Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. I pray that all is well with your soul. And as you prepare today to listen to uh, the Word of God, I also pray that you will expect a blessing, expect a miracle, expect that your heart will be touched by the Word of God. Amen, amen. If we go into the church, into worship service time with an expectation to hear from Holy Spirit, He will indeed speak to you. So I pray this day that this message will be really, really meant for you and hit home to bring you to where God would want you to be. Amen, amen. So praise God, praise God, and let us prepare for a time of uh, praise and worship music here by listening to You Are My Hiding Place by Kent Henry. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Heavenly Father, you are indeed our hiding place, O Lord, and we just praise thy most wondrous name. Heavenly Father, we've come before you today to just praise you and to worship you, Lord God, and to lift our hands unto you and to sing hallelujah praises to thy most glorious name. We thank you, Lord God, that this is a wonderful, beautiful day of life that you have given us, O Lord God. This is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice, O Lord, and be also glad in it. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all things, both great and small. We thank you, Lord, for all of those things that we take also for granted in this life. 
We thank you, Lord God, for the roofs over our head, the food on our table, our family, friends, loved ones, O oh Lord God. We thank you for the very breath of life, every single heartbeat, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we just praise thy most wondrous name. Heavenly Father, as we've gathered here today to partake of your word, O oh Lord, we pray that there be a special, fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit upon every single listener here today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Speak to their hearts in your own special way, O oh Lord God, because, Heavenly Father, it is only you that know the needs, the desires, and the things that are out there for every single believer, O oh Lord, here today, O oh Lord God. It is only you, O Lord God, that know the needs and the hearts of even those that do not yet know you, O Lord God. So I pray that today that Holy Spirit will continue to woo them, to call out to them, O Lord God, that they may speedily come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise, O Lord God, because only you are worthy of our praise. We thank you. We magnify thy name. In the matchless name of Jesus, O oh Lord, we praise you and we worship you. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. What another beautiful day of life. And it's, uh, it's so great to be able to, to come to you like this, uh, through the workings of the internet and, and that I can share the word of God with you because our God is an awesome God and he has so much, so much awesome stuff in store for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our God is such a a, a, a wonderful God. He, he's awesome. And when you stop and think about it, only a God could be a God, our God, because of the fact that he is a supernatural God. He's a supernatural God, okay? And God has said that we are his people. So if he is a supernatural God, then that means that we are a supernatural people, okay? We are a supernatural people. And I'm going to show you this today relative to what's in the Word of God, amen, because it is His will that we should be able to understand God's supernatural attributes so that we can also understand how we and how God's will is for us to, to, to function as, his, as a supernatural people. So today I'm going to give you some food for your spirit, okay, some food for your spirit to, to expand, expand your thinking and your approach to God. Amen. But in order to truly benefit from God, you've got to cast off all of the chains of traditional thinking. So I'm going to ask you today, as we get into this message and you're reading scripture here, to toss off, cast off, break those chains of, of traditional thinking, the things that you thought you knew, that you thought you, you learned uh, about God, okay, and relative to, to worshiping him and, and our relationship to him. You know, it seems like we as Christians, we, we get so trapped you know, in, in a religious haze, we get trapped in a religious haze. Much of the church, much of the church holds that God is an idea or a concept that they fit somewhere into their busy lives. You know, to them, God is a concept, an idea or a theology, but not an actual supernatural person, a supernatural being who resides in the spiritual realm. And has become the central theme, or should be the central theme, of our lives, you know. Now, saints of God, the reality is this. The reality is this. God is a supernatural God. And what is supernatural? Okay. Supernatural is something that, that exists, living, and is living, and operating outside the laws of the natural. 
And what is what is the natural? Well, you know, you know, like such as gravity. You know, gravity is is one of the things that exists. It's a part of physics. You know, and and you you can you can try to uh, deny it that it doesn't exist, or try to think that it doesn't exist. But if you jump off a tall building, I guarantee you, gravity will pull you down, and you will suffer the consequences. Amen. Amen. But God is supernatural, meaning that His realm functions outside. Of, of the natural laws of so-called, of so-called uh, reality. Okay. So the reality again is God is supernatural. Okay. And when we were born again, we became supernatural people called to manifest the kingdom of God. The Bible is clear that all people are God's creation. That's in Colossians 1.16. All people are God's creations. And that God loves the entire world. That's in John 3.16. It says, God so loved the world. Amen. That he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Amen. So, so again, the Bible is clear that, that all people on this planet are God's creation. Okay. And that God loves the entire world. But, but, it is only those who are born again that are called children of God. Amen. And let's go to John 1. Again, not my words, not my thoughts or sayings, but, but this is what God says. Let's go to the book of John. John chapter 1. Praise the living God. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. John chapter 1, and we want to go to verse number 12. Okay, John chapter 1, verse number 12. But as many as received, matter of fact, let's start up at verse 11. John 1, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Underline please in your Bible there, but of God. Okay? So verse number 11 says basically he came unto his own, but his own didn't receive him. And these were the Jews. The Jews did not receive him. But as many as received him, as many as those that did receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Okay? So if you believe on his name and you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, then what does it say here in verse 13? Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Okay, so that means here that if you if you are um if, if you were called and you came to Jesus Christ and you believe on him, then that you are a, a son of God or a daughter of God. We are children of God because we've been born of the Spirit. Okay? So now understand that as God's child, you have Holy Spirit. You can be effectively led by Holy Spirit. You have Holy Spirit and you can effectively be led by the Holy Spirit. You can know, you can discern the will of God for your life. You can operate in tremendous miracles and authority. You know, the supernatural life, saint of God, believe it. The supernatural life is for you. And you see, this is where you must change your thinking. 
Okay, when you stop and think about it on a day-to-day basis, how many of us walk around even thinking about the supernatural? You know, we get up and you know, those of us here on the West Coast, we've got the reality of the uh, uh, wildfires and, and things like that going on. Around the world, we've got this COVID thing that's going on. But how many of us actually spend any time during the course of the day to remember that we are children of God? And if God is a supernatural God and we are his children, then that means that we are supernatural also. And this is where you have to change your thinking, all right? You are a child of God, period, according to the word of God. Not my words, but according to the word of God. You are a child of God, period, born into his kingdom with all of the rights and privileges of an heir, okay? So what I want to do today is is to journey deep into the mystery and wonder of our majestic father, okay? So, so, be, so be prepared to, to really change your thinking today. Get a whole new concept of what this construct is that we call Christianity. All right? All right? Not the way man has divided, but the way that God has intended it. Okay, So let's go to the book of Romans. Praise the living God. Go to the book of Romans. And we want to go to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. And verse number, verse number 14. Okay. Verse number 8. Verse number 14. Praise the living God. For as many as are led, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Okay, the word Abba there is 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 a a real a, an affectionate term, kind of like like Daddy. Okay, whereupon we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs. Read again, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. That we may be also glorified together. Okay? So it says there that, that, that the Spirit, there it, it bears witness as we are led by the Spirit of God, that they are sons of God. All right? All right? And if children, verse 17, and if children, then heirs. All right? So, so we have a supernatural father. And if we are his children, then how can a father birth anything that is not just like him? Okay, all right. So we are born again. So that means that when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and we have Holy Spirit, then we, we, we sort of crossed over. We sort of crossed over into that supernatural realm along with God. We, we, we born again Christians, we, we, we Christians, we have, we're citizens of two worlds, so to speak, okay? We have one foot in the physical, natural world that is around us, okay? But we also have our other foot in the spiritual realm with God. Okay, and that's where 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 our spirits uh, uh should be linked. That's where the true us should be linked with Holy Spirit, so that we can wind up benefiting uh, from the things that things that God has in in uh, in store for us. Amen, amen. So remember that you are indeed a child of God. You are a child of God. Okay, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. We are the children of God, and if children, then we're heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Amen, amen. There's other other words on this. Let's go to to one uh, one Corinthians. Praise the living God. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we want to go right to verse number 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and, and power. Now, this is the Apostle Paul that's, that is, was writing this, okay? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen? Amen? This is such a powerful scripture. Please underline that whole thing. Your faith, our faith, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith needs to be rooted in not what mankind has devised as, as, as quote-unquote church, you know, as, as, as religion. Okay, we need to change our thinking there. Amen, amen. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse 6, how be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Okay? So so let's unpack what's really being said here. Okay? There's two types of wisdom, if you will. There's the wisdom of men. Okay? There's the wisdom of men and, and the wisdom of, quote, unquote, of this world. All right? And the wisdom of men is really referring to ungodly men, people that are not saved. Okay? The wisdom of the world. All of the things that, that, that are going on today where people are jockeying back and forth trying to find the solution to, to the many social problems that are going on in this country and other places in the world and, and they're all sitting down about let's do this and let's do that and so and so lives matter and this and that you, you know and, and finding solutions that way is in the wisdom of men okay but godly wisdom would go about a whole different approach okay and so therefore we don't have our faith we don't have our trust we don't put our, all, all the eggs in our basket in the wisdom of this world or the wisdom of men okay we put it in the wisdom of God Okay, it says there, it says in verse six again, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. All right. How many times have people, you know, city councils and mayors and governors and presidents have planned to do certain things and it's all come to naught? Because when those plans are made absent God, there's no godly wisdom. So therefore, it cannot bring fruit. Okay, and when it says, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Princes in this sense is referring to the leaders of this world. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God, which is a mystery, and it's a hidden wisdom, which God has ordained, God put into action before the world unto our glory. All right, and then it says, which none, verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew. All right. None. So that means none of the leaders, worldly leaders, this is none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it. For if they knew it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 OK, the, 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 the people that led Jesus, or sent Jesus to the cross, they could not even understand where Jesus was coming from. OK. Many times Jesus told them that Jesus referred to them as vipers in some cases because of the fact that they could not even begin to grasp. He spoke over their heads because they did not have Holy Spirit to understand where he was coming from. 
Verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have crucified Jesus had they understood where he was coming from. Amen. Now, of course, we know that that was all a part of the plan, God's plan um, uh, uh, coming together here because Jesus had to go to the cross in order to redeem us, in order to save us so that we could have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. But still, though, they did not understand Jesus. Okay. So you see here, this is referring to to, uh, man's wisdom and the wisdom of God and God's wisdom, of course, where it's in that supernatural realm, you know of which we are indeed a part, okay? We have to make sure that we can live in that realm where God is. We have to get to the point that we are abiding in that realm, okay? Many, many believers, believe it or not, (laughs) believe it or not, many believers have more faith, have more faith in the ability of the enemy to deceive them and things going wrong than in their own ability to hear from God, okay? We must understand that hearing from heaven is not something that we do, but it is rather something that we are a part of. It's a part of who we are, hearing from heaven, hearing from God. Okay, But many times, you you, you know, we go about in life with things that are are hanging over our heads and we're worrying about things. And and you just have this sense of dread where you just know that you know that you know that something is going wrong. The meeting with your boss is going to be a total disaster. Or you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. I'm not, I won't be able to be healed. You know, you know, and you wind up when, when you get stressed out and start believing in that, then that is where your faith is lying. OK, so so sometimes if we're not careful, we wind up having more faith in the ability of the enemy, the devil, his demons, you know, to, to, deceive, to deceive us. Okay, because we're always thinking that things are going wrong, you know, and we wind up having faith that they are going to go wrong. Okay, okay, and we can't do that, you know, and we get caught up in that so much that we forget about who who we are and who we are in Christ Jesus. And we wind up believing that more than in our own ability to hear from God. You have an ability to hear from God, but do you believe that? You have faith there, right? We have a supernatural God and you are indeed a supernatural person. You have the ability to hear from God. And, and this isn't some crazy talk. You know, don't think that I've been drinking some strange stuff or smoking some strange stuff. The word of God is telling us this. But so many times we, we um, how can I say, we read past that. And we don't really grasp it. We don't internalize what God is telling us through his word. Okay. Let, let me bring it to you another way. Picture a radio. Okay. Picture a radio. It receives signals from the station, radio station, broadcasting tower, all right? Now, you do not have to constantly worry about whether or not your your radio will receive a signal. You don't go around worrying about it. You get in your car, and if you turn the radio on, you don't really worry about it. You turn the knob or push the button, and you just assume, you expect that in a second or two, the, the, the radio will start playing music or someone will start talking or whatever. You don't sit there worrying about, oh, gee, will my radio receive the signal, Okay. All right. Now, that radio, that radio that you have, it was made to do just that. It was made that way. It was built that way. You simply tune it to the right station that you want to hear, and voila, there it is. Broadcast received. Broadcast received. 
You don't worry about it. That radio was made to receive that station, okay? And then if all of a sudden the station you're listening to gets boring and you want to hear something else, you, you, you punch the dial and maybe you have some preset memory stations already programmed in, in. You push the next button and you're expecting to hear the music that you expect to hear. And boom, there it is. You don't worry about it because the radio was specifically designed and made that way, all right? Well, saints of God, guess what? You are created for a specific purpose also. The same way that radios automatically tunes in because it was built that way, you are built are built uh, uh, the same way. You God has a, a specific purpose for you. You were created. You were created to to be able to tune in to God's frequency. All right. You are called to abide in God. Right. You were created that way. The same way that radio tunes it in. You were created that way. But so many times we forget why we were made and how can I say and, and the and, and the beauty of our design and the extent of our design. Okay? The extent of our design to, 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 to make us able to do things that would, would really be so far out of our imaginations because we don't always uh, abide in God and align ourselves with God so that we can let His Holy Spirit um, tune us in to God's frequency. Okay? Part of that abiding is, is becoming aware. Okay, part of that abiding is becoming aware of, of, of God's ways of communication. Okay, and the fact that revelation is our birthright as a child of God. Revelation is that you are a child of God. The, the Word of God told us that. Okay, we just read that you're a child of God. Okay, so so that means that you need to become aware of, of, of God's ways of communication and understand that that revelation belongs to you. It's your birthright. Okay, you you you, you own this. You you have this. All right. Okay. When you were born into your into your family, you know things that your mom's or dad has and and has. And when you were a child, you, you know you know you, you know you had a right to come into the kitchen, you know, and eat with the family. You had a right to be there. Okay. Well, the same thing. You, you know, having revelation insights from Holy Spirit and understanding God's ways of communications, it's your birthright. Don't ignore it. Okay. God, our Father, has laid out a unique and a blessed path for each and every single one of us. It's our privilege to discover every step. All right. Remember that. God has laid it out. You are unique. God has a blessed plan for your life. Okay. And it's your privilege to discover each one of those steps. Amen. God's voice. Oh, man. Boy, God's voice, it, it creates life. Light creates light upon the path that you're on so that so, so that we can clearly see the way so that we can can navigate our way forward you know we ought to live our lives that are are in sync with the thoughts and the intents of our father's heart we ought to be planted fully and deeply in him without shame or without fear all right all right we need to live our lives so so that we are in sync in sync, not going at odds with, but in sync with his thoughts and his intents. All right. Let's go to John 15. Oh, God is good. God is good. If you can really grasp this and get this deeply woven within your spirit, it, it will, it will really, really relieve you of some of the things that you worry about in this life, you know, you know, but because you can align yourself and learn how to communicate with God that you will find your life being entirely different from what it is today. 
Okay, uh, John, John 15, John chapter 15, and we want to start with verse 5. Now, we've been here uh, through these scriptures before, but I want to hit, hit, want to hit them again. John 5, 15, I'm sorry, John chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Please underline verse number 70. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Amen. So it says that if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You see, you see, you see, so God's words are very important. God's words are very important. Each and every insight that God provides us through his word is important to us. Okay. Every word, every insight that God provides is important. Okay. Now, the result of, of the revelation will often be determined by your reply and response. Okay? Alright? The result of, of through God's words, the result of a revelation that you may get will oftentimes, the result of that revelation will oftentimes be determined by how you reply and respond to that revelation. Okay? It's all about you. It's all about choices. It's up to you. Amen? Amen? Through God's word, God will tell you something and how you act, how you respond can really affect, impact the outcome of that revelation. So it's determined by your response and reply. Right? If you just think on it, if you just think on that revelation, I get this down in your spirit. If you just think on it for a day or two and then let it go, you will probably miss the full effect of the, the um, how can I say, of, of the anointing oil that is in that word. Okay? All right? When God gives you a word, when God gives you a revelation, that word is anointed, okay, and it's like oil, you know. If you if you write or record and then go back to that revelation with prayer and asking for God's strategy, asking him to give you the strategy, you will keep on pressing that word and, and extracting the oil. You follow what I'm saying? Okay, okay. It's almost like making orange juice. We've all made orange, fresh orange juice, okay? Not out of the can, fresh orange juice. You, you take that orange, and the more you continue to squeeze the orange, the more juice you get out of the orange, all right? The more juice you, you get out of that orange. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing with God's word for you. Now, this is important to listen to. All right? It's the same, same thing with God's word for you, okay? If you continue squeezing God's word, if you continue squeezing God's revelation to you about something by praying and meditating on it, you will start to realize that the anointed oil, the anointed oil of God's word is for you and what it really, really means. Okay. All right. You can't just get a word from God, a revelation from God and just think on it, you know, think about it for a day, a day or two and then just forget about it. Okay. Because then you'll probably miss the full effect. So, so, so you got to meditate on it. You got to pray on it. You got to squeeze it until the oil of that word just starts coming out. It just starts coming out. It just starts coming out. All right. Okay. Sometimes in life, you know, you know, you can be struggling and, and you need a breakthrough. 
Okay, sometimes we struggle and we need a breakthrough. God will send a word to you that contains bondage breaking power. God will give you a revelation through a word to you that contains bondage breaking power. Okay? Now, but you've got to squeeze it. You, you got to meditate on it. You got to, you got to pray on it. Just don't take it and just let it go. I mean, you know something? And, 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 and the deeper the issue, the deeper the problem, whatever it is that you're praying through, okay, the more squeezing it might need. The more prayer and meditation it might need. Okay, but you are a supernatural being. You're getting a revelation from a supernatural God. So, so, so don't treat that that revelation, that that message, that word. Don't treat it the way you would, you, you know, from that from a word or a message coming from I don't know, from a friend, you know, or a family member. You know, this is a supernatural God communicating with you in a supernatural way to you who are a supernatural being. Believe it, saint of God, believe it. Not my words, but the word of God. Okay? Okay? Sometimes the word, you, you, you know, you know, it, it, it may not be a word, the word that you get, it may not be a word that has long-term application. Okay? But it could be sent for that very moment. Could be sent for that very moment. Some words, some words are for times and seasons. There have been, been many times in my life that I kept pondering a word over and over, over and over, over and over. And each time I got more insights into, into what the application was for me for that word, for that revelation. You know, okay, okay. I get a revelation. And then, then many times I've had to just kept pondering over it, praying over it, you know, meditating on what I heard from God, okay. All right. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it almost wound up becoming a mission statement for a season of my supernatural journey. Okay. Sometimes the word you may get may, maybe, maybe for that very moment. Sometimes the word that you get could be for times or seasons, which could impact and guide you on, on, on this journey that you might be on or where God is wanting you to go. Okay. All right. Sometimes there, there, there are words that are very specific and hold instruction for a very particular assignment. Don't forget that, all right? All of these things must be prayed out and discerned. This is why recording, writing, and praying over supernatural revelation is so critical. Just don't take it lightly, amen? To become a person who walks in the supernatural, you must learn to place emphasis and value on insight and revelation, amen? Just don't take the things that you hear from God as just, you know, poo-poo. Amen? Amen. Think about it. Amen? Let's go to Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. Praise the living God. Oh, God is good. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. Chapter 1 and verse number 7. Chapter 1, verse number 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw out, to build and to plant, to build and to plant. 
Amen. Amen. So it's saying that, 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 that do, do not be afraid. Okay. Whatever, what, whatever God commands you, this is what you shall say. Things that lying before, that lie before you, if you don't know how you're going to handle them, you don't know what to say. Again, it could be your boss, could be a neighbor, could be something else in life that is challenging you. Don't worry about it. Do not be afraid of their faces. Because God will indeed deliver you, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. God will put his words in your mouth. Then it says in 10, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Amen. So God will give you directions regarding whatever, whatever the mission is that he wants you to do. Whatever the things that lie before you, God will give you the words and he will let you know what his will is for that situation. Amen. Amen. How do we, how do we properly discern and interpret the, the direction that we are to go in? You know, you, you know, you know, the people that we should be surrounded by. How do we determine who God wants us to be surrounded by? You know, and how do we determine, you know, you know, how do we properly discern, you know, the adventures that God has us on or has us to be going on? Okay. Okay. How are we, how are we to know that? Amen. We must begin to answer these questions with one basic assumption or understanding. Okay? One basic assumption or understanding. God wants us to know His will more than we want to know it. Alright? Let me say that again. Okay? One basic assumption or understanding. God wants you to know His will. Okay? He wants you to know His will even more than you may want to know it. How much do you really want to know what God's will is? Okay. How much do you really want to know? Okay. I remember one time I was talking to a brother in Christ, you know, who, who was really praying for and was wanting to, to get deeply, deeply into the, into the, 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 the deep mysteries of God and, 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 and for that matter, you know, you know, you know, praying and praying in tongues and, and other gifts, things dealing with spiritual gifts and everything. And, when we started talking about it more in depth and everything, one time he finally broke down and just said to me, gee whiz, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I, I want to do that. You know, I'm not sure I want to know that, you know, because he was beginning to think that somehow if he got pulled into this, that God was going to take him someplace that he'd be afraid to go or, you know, or do something that he was afraid to do or feeling ill-equipped to do. You know, so the question is, how much do you really, really, really want to know what God's will is for your life? Amen. 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 If if you're not willing to just give up your life and just sit back and just say, "Okay, Lord, I want to do whatever it is that you want me to do." You don't have any 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 hesitation, any reservations of what God may tell you to do. Okay? Okay? Then, you know, don't even start on this journey. You got to get to the point that you really want to know his will. Amen. You really want to know his will. Okay, you know, God is not withholding information or guidance from you. He's not at all. He's not withholding information or guidance from any of us. You know, in fact, he has provided multiple ways to communicate his desires for our lives. He's already given that. He's provided us that, you know. You know, so many times religious spirits, religious spirits have have pushed a false image of God. 
You know, they push this false image of God as as some as some distant being. You know, you know, some distant being just kind of hanging out there in the universe. You know, may the force be with you or something like that. You know, and, and these are those religious spirits who push this false image of God. You know, someone someone who is far off, someone that is shrouded in mystery. You know, and far too advanced for simple human beings to understand. Okay. Yes, true, God is far too advanced. He is very, very advanced. But God wants us to know the deeper things of him. Now, granted, obviously, I mean, you know, God could not, God could not simply download to us, you know, you know, overnight, you know, all of his wisdom and all of his knowledge. I mean, it is far too vast for us human beings to even comprehend. You know, it'll probably take an eternity for us spending time with God to understand even some things that he is not making available to us right now. Amen. But he is not some distant being that is just untouchable. God wants us to know about him. You know, an interesting thing is, is, is that God knows all of our limitations. Okay. God knows where you are in Christ, whether or not you're a babe in Christ and whether or not you're, you're, you're kind of moving along or maybe you're struggling along to get to know Jesus better. You know, God knows where you are, are in life, but, but based on your level of want, based on your level of wanting to know Him, okay, God will, will, God will dole out to you in bits and pieces revelation. Revelation knowledge, revelation insights, supernaturally transferring his information and his thoughts to you so that you as a supernatural being are, 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 are mature enough, gradually maturing to understand what it is that he's trying to tell you. You know, God is not going to, going to dump that dump on you. Uh, you, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, 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 Einsteinian theory, you know, and, and, and every single law of physics, uh, all at once, even if we're not equipped to do that. Okay. But God will give you the bits and pieces that you need to get you where He wants you to be. Amen. So don't buy into this thing about, you know, God is some distant being and, you know, he really doesn't have time for us simple human beings. No, 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 not at all. He wants you to know him and he wants you to know what his thoughts are. Amen. Amen. Because if you wind up embracing that false thinking about about God, who he is, you know, then it makes it difficult for us to really believe God for direction and to receive his leading. You know, you know, how can we receive direction in his leaving in his leading if we don't believe that he is who he says he is? You know, you're not going to go following some stranger in your life to to bring about and answer the uh, the things that are happening in your life. Amen. Amen. But the heart of God, the heart of God throughout the ages has always been to to draw us. I like the term to woo us. You know, he's always been to draw us his beloved children close to him it's always been that way okay okay in fact all throughout scripture god communicates his willingness to be near us in all seasons of life you know draw near unto me and i will draw near unto you amen amen and he communicates this to all throughout scripture you know so so it's time it, it's time saying to god it's time for us to to change our thinking to to renew our minds and break the lie that God is distant because he's not. He is right here. He's in your room. He's in the room that you are in listening to this message. Holy Spirit is there with you. Lord Jesus is there with you. He's right there. Just because you can't see him does not mean that he is not there. It's time to change your thinking, renew your mind as to who God is, a supernatural being, God, loving Father, that has created you as a supernatural being to have close relationship and a close walk with Him.
God is a loving Father that has an abundance of wisdom and guidance for us if we are just just there to to avail ourselves of it. Amen. 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 Let's go to the book of Psalms and in in the, in winding down to a few more scriptures here. The book of Psalms. Praise the living God. Oh, God is good all the time. The book of Psalm Psalm sixteen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Psalm 16. Psalm 16, and we just want to do Psalm 16, 7 and 9, 7 to 9. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Aren't those some great scriptures? Aren't those some great scriptures there? Let's read that again. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. God has given you counsel. He wants to give you counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons, nighttime. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Do you believe that? Underline that in verse 8. I set the Lord always before me, underline especially, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Do you know if your supernatural father talking to you, a supernatural son or daughter of his, he is there at your right hand, and as, as a result of that, you cannot be moved. You cannot be moved. You cannot be shaken. You shall not be, be moved off your feet. You will stand stand firm. Amen. Verse number nine. Therefore, my heart is glad. You should be happy knowing that. And my glory rejoices. My flesh shall also rest in hope. Amen. So you should be able to rest. Okay. Okay. Your pulse should go down. Your heart should stop racing. Whatever things are going on in your life that have you feeling agitated. Remember that. Remember that. My flesh also shall rest in hope. God is there. He's right there with you. He's beside you at all times. Amen. Amen. And then we we just go down to verse number 11, Psalm 16, verse number 11. And it says, underline or put a bracket around this uh, verse here. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Underline, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Amen. Okay. So God will show you the path of life, saint of God. He'll show it to you. He's a supernatural God trying to talk to you, a supernatural child of his. Okay. And remember that in God's presence, this is where joy is. Okay. So and I think I said, I know I said it in a few sermons back even, that if when you start feeling down in the doldrums there and something is not going right in your life and everything, that means then that something, something is amiss. You know, maybe you've broken your connection with the Lord. God is still there, but maybe you've just kind of got forgotten to, to, to really get into his presence and praise him and worship him and pray to him, meditate on his words. Because in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. Okay? There's fullness of joy when you're in his presence. Okay? You cannot be in God's presence, saint of God. Really, you cannot be in his presence and still remain feeling down. If you're in God's presence and you're there praising and you're worshiping him and maybe you have some praise music playing, playing, you know, to just, to just bring the atmosphere along in your house or in your room there. But, and God is, you know, you know, it wasn't say that it says that, that God inhabits the praises of his people. Okay. So that's where when you're praising, that's where God is. That's where God is. Okay. All right. In his presence, there is the fullness of joy. All right. 
So what we need to do is we need to act on God's direction. We need to, to step into the realm of miracles available to you by developing faith for miracles. What have I said a dozen times? You've heard me always say the reason we don't see more miracles today because there are so many that don't believe in miracles. Amen. So you, as a child of God, you are a supernatural being. Okay, step into God's realm of miracles that are available to you by your, your developing faith for miracles. Amen. Make a, a really conscious effort to press for that faith. Press forward for that faith. Faith must be targeted. Use your faith to tap into the anointing that God has given you. And you've been given an anointed. You are anointed. And that's a whole sermon in itself that as Holy Spirit so guides, maybe I'll give a message on it. But you you are are anointed. Amen. Start start to believe for miracles in your personal life. Believe and pray for uncommon levels of anointing and the power of God. Look and listen for revelation. An illumination in your spirit. Look for these things. Open your spiritual eyes and ears. Sometimes we sing that, that old song. Open, open our eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus. You know, open my ears, Lord, and help me to listen. Amen. Amen. So, so, but look, look for these revelations in your life. Look for them. And then look for those uh, illuminating points in, within your spirit. You know, when you see the invisible, Okay, when you see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Okay, I'll repeat that. When you see the invisible, spiritual realm of God, you can do the impossible. Okay, and when I say see it, I'm talking about when, when you can, can believe it and it really becomes a, 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 a tangible part of your life. It's as real as, as the table in front of you. It's as real as the Bible that's in front of you. When you begin, you can change your thinking to believe and understand that you, you have a supernatural God, you are a supernatural child of His, then that you can start realizing the, the invisible spiritual realm that God is in. Then you can wind up doing the impossible because God will enable you to do the impossible. All right? All right? You know, even when I stand here and I'm preaching to you and I'm saying to you, do the impossible, some of you are even thinking, well, Jesus, if it's impossible, it's impossible. Well, it's not, because with God, all things are possible. All right? When you can see what hasn't materialized yet, that's when miracles begin to happen. When you can see and understand what hasn't materialized, what hasn't been made manifest in the natural realm, that's when miracles begin to happen. When you can start seeing the solution to your challenge or problem, that's when miracles happen. Okay? Vision empowers the, the miraculous realm in your life. You have a supernatural God. You are a supernatural person. David marched to the front lines of battle completely unafraid of Goliath, the giant in the land. What was it that empowered the boldness of this young warrior? He had revelation of who his God was. He knew. He knew how God had delivered him before. His revelation empowered action. Okay? God had told him in his heart, if I've delivered you from the lion and the bear before, okay, I will deliver you through this too. And that's what he told King Saul. He said, God delivered me from that lion and the bear, and God will deliver me from this, from this heathen here. Amen? 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 Many Christians, you know, are, are sidelined by fear, and we shouldn't be. We must act on the dreams, visions, and leading that God has given us. You know, you can have notebooks filled with insight, words, and dreams that will become binders of untapped potential 
if you do not have the bravery to act on the God-given vision. Doesn't doesn't matter how much you write it down in a journal or or tape record or whatever if you don't don't if you don't act on it if you're not brave enough strong enough to act on that God given vision then, then then all it becomes is is a bunch of writings and words that are that, that that have untapped potential for you for your life all right there's no life in lazy faith this doesn't work there's no life in lazy faith fear 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 has a way of, of paralyzing. And fear paralyzes and it sidelines God-sized dreams. Okay? Fear can just put those dreams, God-sized dreams, right on the sidelines. Okay? Faith is what stirs the human spirit to act. Your faith can stir you to act. Amen? Amen? And the last scripture here is James 2. Let's go to the book of James. Praise the living God. James James 2. Verse 14, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man says he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit, or what good does it do? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that is one, there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe, and they tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Okay? So you have to take some action. You have to take some action. Okay, having faith in you, not acting on what God has told you, what God has has laid before you, what revelation God has given you, it it, it it's fruitless. It, it, it's a futile attempt at trying to to uh, to help your life. Amen. Amen. Faith without works, without some action, is dead. Amen. So in moving forth, remember that you are a supernatural child that has a supernatural father. And he has desires and aspirations for your life. He has things that he wants you to do. So just step out in faith and know who you are. Step forward. Be bold and strong for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go and whatever you do. Amen. Amen. So I pray that this message will get deeply rooted within your spirit and that it shall guide you to new heights and new levels. Change your thinking about who God is relative to you. Change your thinking about who you are in God. Amen. And I can say to you that your spirit will soar. You shall soar. You shall start to achieve and understand new things that you haven't seen before. Because your eyes will indeed become opened. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And before we close, let's remember to... Give to God, honor God with our tithes and offerings. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord. We, we, we thank you for your presence here today, O oh Lord. And I pray that as we all go our respective ways, O oh Lord God, that we shall remember the words that we've heard. Lord God, help us to change our thinking. Help us to really get to the point of really understanding who we are and who you are, O oh Lord God. Let us be able to always embrace you and to call out to you, to reach out to you. Let us always have an expectation 
that you are indeed by our side, knowing that you can and will guide us. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name. Bless them as they go forth this day and through the week. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen.